What did you guys do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? Welcome to Ruthless. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died. Judge Amy Coney Barrett. If Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the courts. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Maybe that's a question you should ask China. Anyway, my time's up. I'm not thinking, Mr. That's President. okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media. We are born free and we will stay free. Well, Smug, my man, you're alive. Thank God. Barely, but thank you. You know, all, all, all thanks to God for helping me survive this absolute, you know, life-threatening uh, and extremely dangerous bout. Uh, <laughs> with jet lag. With jet lag. I mean, are we, are, is this real? Like, there's one of two things happening, right? Either A, you're, you're a very delicate man, which I think could be true no matter what, but, or B, you had the Rona, you've powered through the Rona, as we know that you would, and you just are unaware and untested for the Rona. See, I, you know, I still don't think it was the Rona, but if it was, you know, uh, congratulations to my body for fighting it off. Uh, but yet again, I want to stress that Foldy was absolutely zero help, completely worthless, did nothing to help. He did uh, nothing. And, and the funny thing is, is that, like, I contacted him on several occasions uh, yeah. when he was e-boying around the internet. And That's said, all he was Dude, doing. Go, go check on your man. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, I mean, what's he doing? He's doing his TikTok dances, uh, not getting a haircut. That's pretty much foldy these days. Uh, but you know, thank you the minions for wishing me well, helping, helping guide me through my recovery. I mean, I think everybody's well wishes were there. I will, I will say that the minions did believe we took a poll and they did believe that you had Rona. Uh, the and final results were saying, saying yeah. <laughs> the, the final results came back 63% uh, believe that Smug has the Rona. I mean, I, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. It was probably worse than the Rona, whatever happened to me. Uh, I, I'm so grateful I didn't die. It felt like I would many, many times. Uh, as I said on Twitter, you know, it was, you know, the closest many women could come to experiencing the pain I felt is childbirth. And even then, it's just like... <laughs> infinitesimal in, in comparison to how much my body was just in agony and uh you know thank you god i made it through all that 37 percent believe that rona had smug so you know i mean like you don't get it it gets you <laughs> there you go that's perfect <laughs> perfect um all right let's get right into the program today because we got plenty to cover and um the first thing i want to do this has caught my eye was our friend Yamish, who is frequently the liberal journalist making news for herself, was on MSNBC. And there was a quote that popped out to me because I, I couldn't believe it. She says, quote, the other thing I'll just say is I was talking to a Democrat who almost felt like this was the Avengers. It felt like we were being rescued from this craziness that we've all lived through for the last four years. And now these superheroes have come to save us all. She's talking about Joe Biden and the nominations that he has so far made. I, I mean, I, uh, how do you feel no shame? How do you feel no shame publishing that? Like, oh, they are so ready for their vacation. They've been waiting 
it, it, it made me so mad that I thought, you know what, this, this has got to be a place where we bring in Duncan with Duncan and we allow ourselves some time to talk about it. So Absolutely. Duncan, Duncan? Mr. Duncan. Fellas. <laughs> yeah. What do you think here, pal? Incredible. So you excited about the Avengers? <laughs> well, it's what always fascinates me about quotes like this is liberals control like 99% of the cultural content in America. And they apparently only consume Harry Potter, Handmaid's Tale, and the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Stunning. These cats are a lot of things. They are not the Avengers. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, I don't even know what the hell. Oh, Smug, you, I think you got some, you have some views on just the, just the cut of the, their jibs, really. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, we'll have the Ruthless account tweeted out, but I mean, just look at these clowns. <laughs> look at these clowns. Like, first, I'm going to go in on Jake Sullivan, right? Okay. So he's, he's been picked for a national security advisor by Biden. And just look at the photo of this guy. He looks like if, if you had AI watch American Psycho <laughs> create this like neoliberal Oxford cloth button down Ivy League psychopath. Like his photo, I'm saying it looks like, I'm not, you know, many people are saying he looks like he strangles puppies for gratification in that photo. Like <laughs> in that photo, his, his pants around his ankle, his, his hand is around the throat of a puppy. I guarantee it. It looks like it's it. so much better that I'm looking at the photo as you're saying this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, these are the Avengers. Uh, you got, you got this other guy who's getting brought in as an economic advisor, Brian Deese, AKA Deese nuts. He's nuts. Um, who, I mean, he, he, sure. He looks like a grade A douchebag. Uh, but the important thing to also note is he's one of the like BlackRock folks who are being brought in. There's going to be this like BlackRock mafia of, you know, Wall Street people that Biden is going to let, you know, essentially raid the economy um, because that's what Democrats are now. They're the party of Hollywood and Wall Street. And I think that's, that's so much of their revolt against President Trump is they don't like how he has focused, you know, completely on the working class and forgotten Americans. They want to go back to their neoliberal policies of, you know, helping the rich folks on in, in the coasts. And that's their base now. They only care about Hollywood and Wall Street. And, and, and you know, Brian D's nuts is a perfect example of the kinds of uh, Avengers that, you know, that are being brought in to just raid the economy. Is there some kind of a criteria for like a trimmed beard with libs these days too? I mean, look at that thing. It's... It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, they, they, they're trying to overcompensate and appear somewhat masculine, but the soy is just too clear. It, can, it, can't, be, it can't be covered. <laughs> the third guy that, that they brought in that we should talk about is this Blinken character who, <laughs> you know, Bob Gates said years ago, he was a, a secretary of defense under both Bush and Obama, pretty widely acclaimed bipartisan guy but he he said that biden was wrong about just about every major foreign policy decision well if, if that's true this is the guy who's stood behind him during that this is the guy who's actually helped make all of his decisions i mean <clears throat> it stands out in particular now when you have uh jared kushner 
and others going to the Middle East and actually brokering peace deals that uh, we couldn't get done anytime in the last 50 or 60 years by taking a different road. This guy, this Blinken character, who is now the nominee to be Secretary of State, is, is the author of The Other Direction. And we're bringing this cat back. Yeah, you know, if, if you thought it was a great idea to give uh, people who chant death to America pallets full of cash, uh, these are your guys. These are the Avengers, you know. They, they want to help make sure Iran's got a nuke and tons and tons of cash. Uh, the, these are the folks responsible for that kind of policy. One, one other thing I would note there, fellas, is uh, the legacy of the Obama administration's uh, diplomacy with Iran hasn't gotten better over time. I mean, it was reported just like a month ago, you know, that Israel had killed Al Qaeda's like top lieutenant Al Masri on like the streets of Tehran. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> these, these, these are the people who want to re-engage with Iran. Yeah, no, yeah. That, they're that, like, you know what? This sounds like a great place. These are these are folks who who we can work with. <laughs> I mean, it, it's incredible. But, but in all honesty, if you're bored by the foreign policy, which I often am, just look at their pictures. Yeah, agreed. We'll have the account set them out. You can look at these complete psychopaths. Just look at their pictures and I think you'll be sold. <laughs> um, all right, we got to check back in on Neera Tandon, Smug. Right, yeah, speaking of psychopaths. We uh, got we to check back in on her because we last week declared war on Neera Tandon's uh, nomination. And just like you knew they would, the pod bros immediately come out saying Nira or bust. I think that was the, the name of their pod on this, Nira or bust, that, that she's the only one that they want. So now yeah. we know we got to get her. Perfect. It's a showdown now. You know, it's, it's, we're, we're going to end her nomination and uh, the pod bros are, are trying to prop her up. So that's, you know, I like those odds. I like, I, those, I, I like those odds. I'll take the minions every day of the week on this and I'll tell you why. Since last week, we've already had incredible progress, including the incoming what will be the chairman of the committee that is going to consider her nomination. That is, if we win those two Georgia Senate seats, which, by the way, are absolutely imperative. Uh, Senator Rob Portman from Ohio, uh, the Columbus Dispatch reported this week that he considers Tandon to be, quote, problematic as a nominee. And I would hope the Biden administration would reconsider nominating her. Fantastic. Yeah. And that's honestly a nice way of putting it. Um, you're already seeing a lot of the media is trying to run cover for Nira, saying like, oh, wow, Republicans are mad about her tweets. Why aren't they mad at Trump's tweets? Oh. Number one, it's not about her tweets. It's about she is a soulless monster who has done <laughs> the terrible, terrible, terrible things, uh, which we went into in the previous episode. Uh, number two, no one voted for Nira. 72 million people voted for President Trump. Uh, he can kind of tweet whatever the hell he wants. It's a hundred percent. There's no comparison whatsoever. Neera Tandon can't get 10 votes in her own living room. Well, <laughs> look, 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 if we're, if we're going to get into the posting wars here about uh, Neera, let's just remember, this isn't some casual posting. I mean, she has posted tens of thousands of crazy, crazy tweets. One of my favorite uh, you remember when, when Justice Kennedy retired, she accused his son of colluding with Russia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he worked at uh, Deutsche Bank. I forgot um, about that. Oh, like the, the great thing about, the, and this is just why I love Nira's uh, take so much, is because 
it was the real underpants gnomes of quid pro quos, <laughs> wherein, you know, the president got billions in loans. And in return, he also got a SCOTUS vacancy. It was yeah. like, it was all quid and, and no quo. It, it, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I, it's, that's the thing is she's such a harebrained conspiracy theorist. She does not require on any logic on, on the views that she takes. And it's funny, she instantly went and started deleting all of her crazy ass tweets because she knew it'd be a problem for her. Everyone, everyone knows she's out of her mind. Uh, she's only had a career because all she would do is kiss Hillary's ass for her entire life. Like she bet her entire career on Hillary being president someday. And when that didn't happen, you know, well, what's she going to do now? And I love that we're being asked to act like she's a serious person, right? I mean, they yeah. roll her out and all of this, all of this stuff, they're like, oh, God, you know, Neera Tandon, here's her background, here's her heritage, here's where she grew up and all that crap. I mean, this is literally like a QAnon of the left. I mean, this, is, yes. this woman has subscribed to most, most far-reaching conspiracies that exist on the left today. She's completely out of her mind. She's an absolute monster. I mean, we, we went into it. The, the, the woman called out, you know, someone who had uh, come forward um, uh, about uh, a sexual harassment situation <laughs> at the Center for American Progress where Nero was the president. And then Nero just called him out by name during a, a, an all-staff meeting. Uh, this is a horrible, that, horrible person. Your, your point on that was perfect in that she's actually the depiction of the neoliberal left. I mean, she actually really embodies it perfectly. She cares about nothing. Nothing. She will pick up any conspiracy that gets her a little further down the road. And then ultimately, if anybody gets in her way, whether she works for her or not, she's going to run her over with a dump truck. Yeah. She has zero beliefs, zero core, uh, believes in nothing, will do anything for money. Um, Duncan, you were, you were mentioning uh, about where, where sh uh, her and Cap got some of their money from. Oh, yeah, this is great. I mean, you know, these people like Nira have spent four years saying that Donald Trump is Putin's puppet, you know, owned by foreign interests. Meanwhile, Nira was taking millions of dollars at cap from the UAE. <laughs> so, you know, in her, in her logic, uh, she's an Emirati puppet and all roads lead back to the UAE. Absolute <laughs> UAE asset. She is an asset. She is a foreign asset. I mean, really, I think nominating Neera Tandon to OMB is pretty much the same as nominating Louise Mensch to be CIA director. <laughs> Perfect I mean, comparison. You know, Perfect comparison. On the, on the basis, well, she was a member of parliament. You're saying that, that Louise Mensch isn't qualified? Oh. Yeah. Oh, perfect. She's associated with people who've done serious things. Oh God. Well, anyway, the, the long and the short it on Nira, keep up the good work folks, because you're making a big difference. You saw a lot of Republican senators immediately issue statements. I think Cornyn has been one of the best on this immediately jumping on it. Portman is now killing it. You've seen a lot of that. And that's in no small part from what you all are doing out there, making sure everybody knows who this monster is. Um, absolute monster i do stress monster <laughs> so we got we got a real crack in the case in uh voter fraud this week smug a real crack in the case oh yeah well you got you got a clip right let's hear that yeah what did you guys do take it and uh do something crazy to it 
<laughs> there we go. That's, that's Melissa Carone, the voice of our generation. Perfect argument. She has perfect perfectly, argument. perfectly articulated all of the problems that we have right now. It's not, we don't need details. We yeah. What'd you, what'd you do? Do something to it? Would you do something to it? Would you take it and do something to it? Now, the background on, on uh, Melissa is that she's testifying in Michigan uh, on behalf of, uh, I, I guess these folks are representing the Trump campaign. Um, and the argument that she's having here is whether or not the voter rolls match. And uh, her argument met against a, a Republican House member who said, well, um, they, they do match, or at least there's not a 30,000 vote discrepancy <laughs> to which she said, would you do something to it? Yep, there we go. Would you do something to it? We're not sending our best, folks. I, I, love, her, best. I love her delivery there because she sounds like the drunk girl who corners you at a party. <laughs> and like you can't, you can't <laughs> quite understand her over the music, but you kind of have to pay attention because you're scared how she might react if you just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is something to it? This is just, you know, in all seriousness, this is this is bullshit. The thing is that we have legit concerns, and we are being laughed out of court. Um, we are not sending our best. This is, it's such a wasted opportunity because there are so many legitimate concerns about election integrity and voting irregularities that need to be brought up. And we have this opportunity to bring all this attention to it. And these jokers are just squandering it, completely squandering it. It's absolute bullshit. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, like we have problems. There are problems out there. Voter fraud is real. Every time yes. we bring it up, Democrats say it's, it doesn't exist. Well, it does exist. It's existed for years. It's systemic. It's based on democratic priorities that they try to put in there. And then here we are, right? We're a victim of it. I don't know whether or not these things would have changed the outcome of the election, but now that we're talking about it, let's do, let's do something about it. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like we had said before on Ruthless, we'd said that, uh, you know, President Trump is doing amazing work right now for the Republican Party and for the country, bringing these issues to light. Um, you know, that example I keep going back to is in 2012 in 59 precincts in Philadelphia, Romney did not get a single vote. That is statistically impossible. Something's going on. Why'd you, know? you do something to it? Yeah, and that's what we're, and that's what we're stuck with, who, who's trying to prosecute the case and bring attention to, to fraud. It's, it's so frustrating. Well, she's not alone. She's got plenty of friends. Let me, let me play you clip two. Uh, which is also from Michigan in the same hearing where she decides that abject racism is, is the best argument for voter ID. Here you go. A lot of people think all Indians look alike. I think all Chinese look alike. So how would you tell? If some child shows up, you can be anybody and you can vote. And if Shit. Some <laughs> God, Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? Come on. Jesus Christ. You know, like voter ID is such a legitimate concern. And this is the people who are, who are putting those arguments forward for us. What a waste. What a waste. Plus some real deep, deep seated racial. Uh, yeah. Isn't that animosity. something like, did she say chow? 
good God. Like, you <laughs> I know the race is never... like really coming from a deep place when you just cook up the slurs on the spot. Like, holy shit. I mean, this is who we have testifying on our behalf. Yeah. This is they are, you know, they are laughing at us. They are yeah. laughing at yep. us. We're getting laughed out of court when we have an opportunity to actually bring attention to voting irregularities, voter fraud, the necessity for voter ID, and this is what's being done about it. It's a, it's a, it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. It, it, it's insane. So, so we're not done yet. We got, we got one more really great one. Here, listen to this one, clip three. We're not going to go vote on January 5th in another machine made by China. So th- that's Lynn Wood. And Lynn Wood's down in Georgia, and what he's suggesting in that clip is that Republicans don't vote for Senate on January 5. No, that's that you win. allow two Democrats to win, thereby taking the Senate majority, and then somehow your conservative views will be best represented. Yeah, it's, uh, so when Kamala Harris is the 51st vote in the Senate, and they you know, stack the court, and they turn D.C. into a state, and they make sure that Republicans can never have a Senate majority again, and they repeal the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, hey, Linwood, you'll, you'll, you've done a great job. It was a great idea telling Republicans not to vote. That'll definitely be very helpful to conservatives going forward. I mean, when it comes to outcomes, there is no difference between Rick Wilson and the Lincoln Project and Linwood. No. Damn. What? One became a Democrat, one became a crazy person. Both of their goals are to erase the legacy of President Trump. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's as simple as that. Because if we lose the Senate, it's all gone, folks. It's all gone. Everything that Trump built for four years is gone. And this cat, and th- this one really bothers me because some of us have been in the trenches fighting voter fraud for decades. Yep. Right? You know when they coined the term Moscow, Mitch? You remember that last summer? I remember that. Do you know why they, they coined that? Tell them. The reason they coined that term is because he wouldn't pass Nancy Pelosi's election fraud bill that does, guess what? A lot of the shit that Lynn Wood is now crying about, right? And they did it on a state-by-state basis all over the country, and none of those assholes plugged in at the time, Right. They just, they just used whoever would stand up on the Republican Party as a heat shield and thereby ignored it. And then after the fact, they come in here crying and bitching and moaning about spilt milk. Let me just tell you, if you're interested in standing up for, voting, for vote harvesting, what Democrats have tried to do in every state in the union, what they tried to do nationally, and Mitch McConnell stopped them last year, and in fact embedded it in the goddamn coronavirus bill. Mm-hmm. If you are interested, stand the F up. Do it now. That's the thing. This is, this is nonsense. You can't come after the fact and say, you know what? You ought to crush the entire Republican Party because we're upset that we didn't take any action. Yeah. If you think it's going to fight uh, election fraud and, and voting irregularity and ballot harvesting by not voting, listen, I got, you know, I, I got some news for you. Uh, once Kamala Harris has the 51st vote, it's going to be coast to coast. They, that's what they're waiting for. Then they're really going to go crazy. They're going to go completely nuts. They're going to pass ballot harvesting. And, you know, good luck having voter ID or anything that we actually need to get accomplished done. 
So, because that's what we need. We need to have a focus on the actual issues that, you know, are a problem for Republicans in elections. Voter ID is huge and it's being completely squandered right now. Like I, there's a lot of questions that I'd like to know, right? I, I'd like to know the answer as to why every two years when Arizona is counting votes, it takes them two weeks and Democrats roll over time more and more each day. I want to know that why that is. There yeah. could be an explanation for it. But, but it, the total disinterest from the media doesn't work, right? I need somebody to focus on that. Instead, we get Melissa Marone. What'd you do something to it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at what's happened in Nevada. Um, Harry Reid and the Dem Party have been going completely bananas. Bananas. And we, we, we have these jokers out here getting us laughed out of court. This is a problem. Everybody's seen the graph, right, about how votes just sort of like came in on a significant level, right? And I have, I have you know, a, a view of that. I think others, you know, think there are a lot of sinister things. I happen to think that it's probably a combination of when you count urban uh, mail-in ballots, but whatever. That, we should have an answer to that. that th- there should be an answer to that question. The media will not provide it. We are counting on these legal teams to do it. And what we've come up with is, what did you do something to it? Correct. Like we have legitimate concerns. And right now the folks getting attention on our side are making these crazy claims like Venezuela uh, is secretly infiltrating our elections. And, and here's the thing. I, I don't blame the listeners that we have who, who are believing, you know, whether it's Sidney Powell or Lynn Wood or these people in, in Michigan, I, I don't have any problem with that because what you've gotten out of the mainstream media for the last four years is abject lie after abject Correct. lie Correct. about what reality looks like. And so when somebody's telling you a different version of the truth, you would want to listen to that. And yep. if it happens to coincide with your worldview, you definitely want to listen to that. Yep. Heck, I want to listen to that. The problem is these people are not going to be there for us when this is all over, they don't give a shit about the outcome of conservative policy. They don't give a shit about the outcome of the Republican Party. You will not hear from Lynn Wood or for Sidney Powell or the rest of these clowns the moment this is over. They'll be writing their books. They'll be talking on, on, on whatever shows they want to talk about. And they will be complaining about the fact that Dems now have an absolute codlock on American policy and make us look like a Western European country. There you go. And now, you know, <laughs> there you go. Uh, what'd you do something to it? Yeah. It's about time we got fired up. I mean, this is such a real problem and we cannot let a bunch of clowns hijack it and ruin this opportunity because we, the, elect, the way elections are conducted in this country, it has to be fixed. It has to be fixed. And for all of our listeners who are as confused as everybody else is, look, we're not saying we know what happened and your concerns shouldn't be valid. They are, they are valid. We do need to know. In fact, I would really like a Republican-led Senate to have an investigation over the next year to figure out exactly what's happened in each of these precincts. You know what's never going to happen? If we lose Georgia, that investigation, boom, there you we're go. never going to, we're never going to be able to find out the truth, you know? And, and look, folks, that brings us to Georgia. 
it's still there. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be with us for three more weeks. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a battle of all battles. Like I said, you, you hear a million times that this is the most consequential election of our lives. Well, folks, this one really is the big one. Uh, we cannot let Kamala get the 51st vote. We can't let them pack the court. We can't let them repeal the Second Amendment. We can't let them make D.C. a state. We can't let them undo all the work President Trump has done over the past four years because that's, that's what they want. That's what they want to accomplish. And, and, pers- and by the way, persecute the hell out of the Trump family too. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's the other thing that these guys are going to do. If they have full control of government, there will be absolutely no leverage to try to stop them from grinding old axes to try Endless and listen job on the, all these smear jobs that they've done on them over the last four years. There'll be nothing. We'll be standing there. We'll be standing there. What'd you do something to it? Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, well, that was, that was a banger of an episode. We, we, we really brought the fire on that one. Duncan with Duncan all the way through too. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> a pleasure as always, Mr. Duncan. Happy uh, to be here. <laughs> So that's a, that's a Thursday episode of Ruthless. Uh, thanks for joining us, folks. We have, I'm not going to spoil it. We've got some very exciting interviews lined up for next week. Not going to spoil it. You'll have to ch- uh, tune in and listen. Um, but until next time, Minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. Stay ruthless. We'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>